This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Welcome to Let's Talk About Medical Cannabis with Dr. O, a clinical pharmacist certified in medical cannabis. Every week, you'll learn about alternative ways to improve your health and well-being using the healing power of botanicals such as cannabinoids. Here's your host, Lola Ahanba. Hi, thank you for joining me on the first episode of Let's Talk About Medical Weed with Dr. O. My name is Lola Ohamba. I am a clinical pharmacist. I'm also specialized in medical cannabis. This show was created to address the negative stigma surrounding cannabis and the cannabinoid product. Since the passage of the farm bill by the Congress, a lot of platforms have been selling cannabis, cannabinoid products, and there is so many misinformation out there about this botanical plant. So I created this show to help address some of those misinformation that is being spread around. So who is this show for? This show is for healthcare professionals that are looking for information to help their patient navigate the cannabis space and botanicals generally. There's so many platforms selling product. Patient clients don't know where to turn. Healthcare professionals are so busy with a lot of regular information for the pharmaceutics, traditional pharmaceutics. So this show was created. It's a place where they can run to and know that the evidence, the information presented are evidence-based. The show is also for young professional, active young professional looking for alternative natural way to manage and to restore energy that is lost during their day-to-day grind day-to-day activities. And finally, this show is for you. If you are looking for alternative means to help manage your health and well-being, this will be a good show where you can get information to help with that. This is an educational show only. We do not claim that this cannabis or cannabinoid heal or cure. This is strictly for information and just to educate the public on the cannabis and the cannabinoid product. So today we will be discussing the history of cannabis and cannabinoid product through the ages. And we will also discuss the policy and the politics behind its prohibition. And finally, at the end of this show, I'm going to give you a little fun fact that you absolutely do not want to miss. So stick around. Let's do this together. I'm so glad you guys are here with me. Thank you so much for hanging around. Before we get into the details of today's show, allow me to tell you a little bit about myself, what I, my experience with medicinal herbs growing up as a little girl in Africa. I was uh, born in Africa, in Nigeria. And while I was a little girl growing up, then whenever we have fever or we are sick, we whatever the issue is, my parents would go to the back of our house. We had a mango tree at the back of the house. So they would go and grab some of the leaves, some of the back, and cook and make us drink this really, really nasty. Uh, it was very, very disgusting. We never like drinking this, but we have to. We are just kids, so we drink it. So fast forward to when I 
went to pharmacy school and began to learn about pharmaceutics, mechanism of actions of drugs and their chemistry. It later makes sense to me what my parents and other parents back then were using was just the, the healing powers of botanicals. They were just tapping into the chemical compound that is found in all these botanicals to use it to their own benefit. I guess we can say they are pretty smart in what they do. Cannabis is a botanical plant just like ginger, garlic, orange that has been used for many things in for generation. Cannabis was uh, used as a uh, oil for tincture oil. It was used as food by people. They used it back in the days to process into fabrics that they made clothes out of. Cannabis was also used as a fiber for people. Cannabis oil has been found to be very low in saturated fat. Saturated fat is one of the main culprits that is seen in diseases like cholesterol, uh, hyperlipidemia, and many cardiovascular diseases. So low saturated fat is very good for, for us because it does not clog our arteries or anything like that. According to historians, cannabis and cannabis oil was used as a vitamin tonic back in the days. It's just like now. we Yes, we do eat food and we have all these nutrients, elements from our food. But many of us still go ahead and supplement with multivitamins that we buy over the counter because it's not that our body is not producing its own vitamins. But sometimes we need to supplement what we already have, especially as we grow older. So it's just the same that what they did back in the days. They used cannabis as a supplement for their food. According to historian Queen Victoria of England also used cannabis back in the days for menstrual pain. She used this product from cannabis, made from cannabis, to manage the pain due to menstrual pain. Jamaican women of the Rastafarian descendants were said to have used uh, cannabis flour for management of pain due to childbirth. They used the cannabis for nausea and vomiting due to pregnancy. And some even said these women cook this cannabis and give it to their children as tonic. And a lot of the children that were given this uh, product were very, very healthy and they were very, very sharp in their thinking. So for me, as a mom, mother of three boys, sometimes wonder how did the people of old, how did the women many childbirth. So from literature, we find out that some of these women use the cannabis and cannabinoid product to help them. And it also helped them to forget about the pain that you go through during this childbirth so that before you even blink your eyes, a lot of the women are back to their normal life. They are pregnant again with more babies it's just amazing what this botanical plant can do. 
Cannabis was mentioned in the world's oldest pharmacopoeia as far back as 2000 BC. In fact, it was removed from the U.S. pharmacopoeia in 1941 after the passage of the uh, Marijuana Tax Act of the 1937. So before its removal, it was used by the doctor's offices. Doctor's offices will compound this cannabis uh, tincture and sell it to their patient for various ailments. It was also said that pharmaceutical companies like the Eli Lilly back then also used uh, compounded cannabis, cannabinoid, and sell it to their clients and customers. I guess we can give it to the big farmers. They are always going to be there. <laughs> they are always going to be there where there is uh, money-making opportunities. The big farmers are never going to let money pass. So back then, this uh, product was used not just by regular folks. It was used by healthcare professionals of their time, and a lot of uh, money was made. And so one other thing that came to my mind when I was going through this research was, I guess that must be, cannabis must be the gold rush of their time because it's like everybody want to get into it. Just like now, <laughs> the, the situation we are seeing, every corner you turn, you see people selling CBD or hemp-derived products. It's like a gold rush of back then and it's kind of becoming like a gold rush now. But there's so many misinformation, there's so many negative stigma, there's so many myths surrounding this product. So we really do need to look more into into that. So the question that came to my mind when I saw that uh, pharmaceutical companies back then and uh, doctor's offices compounded cannabis, cannabinoid product and sold to their patient. The question that came to my mind was that what changed from back then when they were using this product as pharmaceutics to now where we get to where the drug, the cannabis and the cannabinoid products are being presented as the most dangerous products and no medical benefit. What came to my mind was that what changed actually is big pharma's. I think what changed is the politics of the day. The big corporation were worried about their bottom line. When there was a synthesis of aspirin and products like gabapentin, big farmers stepped in and felt like, oh, we have to do something. The first thing that changed is the politics of the day. The politics uh, of the day, especially the policies coming from the big corporation, with the synthesis of products like aspirin, the evolution of pill form, dosage form, cannabis has always been very challenging to those. It's been very challenging to have a standard uh, strength. The product is from different places, different products. We have the cannabis uh, indica, cannabis uh, sativa. They all have different composition. And it was very challenging for people to dose. So when there was a synthesis of product like aspirin, 
which back then the main uses of cannabis was for pain. When products like aspirin, gabapentin start coming up, people do not want to be bothered with this tedious way of dosing, not being sure whether you have the right amount or whether you are underdosing or overdosing. Then with the marijuana tax act, it makes it so difficult for the doctor's offices to profit from the sales of uh, compounded marijuana because they have to pay a heavy fine for selling this product. So with the evolution of modern day pill form and the politics of the day not in favor of cannabis and cannabinoid product, it was removed from the U.S. pharmacopoeia. The removal of of cannabis and cannabinoid products from the pharmacopoeia has had a tremendous effect on the use of this botanical plant. A lot of lies and myths have been spread about the medical properties of the botanical plant and with the prohibition of this cannabis and cannabinoid product, the classification into the Schedule 1 has had a tremendous effect on on everything cannabis and cannabinoid. So uh, cannabis right now is a Schedule 1 product, which means it does not have any medicinal properties at all. It's classified as one of the most dangerous drugs with no evidence of medicinal properties. It's also under the class one. These drugs are, have the potential for psychological dependence. A high abuse rate is what is associated with the class one. The drugs that are also in this class, heroin, cocaine, LSD, ecstasy. It just doesn't even make sense to me to say for cannabis to go from being used to treat almost everything you can mention on the planet to it being classed, uh, classified as the most dangerous drug on the planet. When drugs like oxycontin, oxycodone, uh, fentanyl, even classified lower than cannabis uh, on the classification table. And according to the CDC, there has been never been anybody that overdosed on cannabis or cannabinoid product. So this is a botanical plant that has uh, never killed nobody. Nobody has ever overdosed on it. And it's been classified as a class schedule one drug. Why drugs like uh, fentanyl that has killed so many people People have overdosed on it are being classified as a class two. It just doesn't make sense to me. I personally think the power that be should take a second look at the classification of uh, drugs and consider reclassifying cannabis in the lower class of the scheduled drugs. There are a lot of people. I, it just it doesn't make sense to me because. Right now, as a pharmacist, we dispense uh, cannabinoid products, synthetic uh, single-molecule cannabinoid products like uh, Marinol, Donabinol, Epidalis for our most vulnerable patient. Cancer patients, they use uh, Dronabinol, Marinol for nausea and vomiting due to cancer chemo. 
We dispense synthetic dronabinol for our HIV AIDS patients to, to help manage weight loss due to HIV AIDS. We also dispense epidolis for children to help with divert uh, syndrome, epilep- epilepsy, and seizure. These are some of the most vulnerable patients that we have in our society. So if we say cannabis is, a, is the most dangerous drug on the planet, why are we giving our patient, our most vulnerable patient, Drenabinol and marinol, which are single molecule synthetic cannabinoid uh, products. It doesn't make sense to me. When you look at a single molecule marinol, drenabinol product, they are not comparable to the whole spectrum uh, botanical plant. Cannabis uh, has over 600 other compounds like toppings and phenols, essential oils, just to mention a few. And all these uh, compounds, they all work together to give it its unique effect, just like other botanical plants. So when we try to synthesize this product in the labs, these are single molecule that has been synthesized in the lab. You cannot, you don't really know which of the compounds that you found, whether it's the toppings or whether it's the phenol or whether it's the essential oil that is found in the whole plant that is helping patients or helping people with whatever claim is claimed to help with. So it doesn't make sense to say, okay, we're going to give patient a single molecule that doesn't have the entourage effect that is seen in the whole plant and still classify the botanical plant as uh, the most dangerous drug on the planet. I really do think they should take a second look at this classification because there's a lot of potential patient or people that might benefit from the potential healing power of this plant. Evidence has shown that cannabis is less dangerous than alcohol, is uh, less harmful compared to, to tobacco or cigarette, and is way, way less dangerous when you compare it to opioid medications like fentanyl, uh, oxycodone and oxycontin. So, and all these uh, oxycodone, oxycontin, they are all class in the lower class compared to cannabis. Cannabis in the class one, schedule one drug. Oxycontin, oxycodone, those are in the schedule two drug. With the opioid epidemics and all this opioid crisis going on around us right now, it will be a very, very smart thing to do to take a second look at the whole plant, the, the botanical plant itself. Because like I said earlier, cannabis is not just one molecule or one compound that is giving its, its unique properties. It's called entourage effect. The entourage effect is basically one chasing like the biblical word, one which is a thousand, two which is ten thousand. Imagine what uh, 600 will chase. If we have one chasing 1,000, two is chasing 10,000, how much can the cannabis that has over 600 compounds in it, how much would that be able to do for us, for our society, for our people? 
So a second look needs to be considered and reclassification needs to be looked into, especially, like I said, with the opioid crisis and the epidemic in our society. I remember I told you I was going to give you a fun fact earlier on the show. Anyway, that is, do you know that CBD and THC is a cannabidiol and THC, that is tetrahydrocannabinol. Those are the main compounds found in the cannabis plant. Do you know that these two compounds, they are odorless? I know people will be like, what do you mean CBD and THC is odorless? Yet CBD and THC, they are very odorless. They do not have smell. So I'm sure somebody will say, so where does that smell, that strong smell that we hear from marijuana, from weed, where does that come from? That smell is from toppings. Toppings and aromatic compound found in the cannabinoid product. It's not just found in cannabinoid product. It's also found in uh, all botanical, like orange. Your lavender is a form of topping. Ginger, the smell of ginger is coming from topping. All botanicals, they all have topping. And these are part of what the plant is using. Some of these characteristics that we see in this plant, in botanicals, they are actually used for the management of their small of a defense mechanism for them. And basically what I believe is that the nature already give us everything we need to live a healthy life. So we only need to look around us, tap into nature to be able to take advantage of what is already given unto us by our maker to use. Again, thank you so much for listening on our first episode of this show. Please subscribe to the show so we can keep this show going. And if you have any information or anything you would like us to address or question or concern, you can visit our website to leave us a comment if you have questions on wci-health.com. On wci-health.com, you can leave us a comment But please subscribe to this show so we can keep it moving. If you also have a suggestion on how we can improve on this show, do not hesitate to give it to us. Thank you so much. And until next time, always remember, health is equal to wealth. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform. Support the show by becoming a patron and donating on our Patreon page or on our website. For more information, visit our website at www.wci-health.com. Until next time, health equals wealth.